0: Shaloha and welcome. I'm your co-host, lover of life and all things magical, Mermaid Chelsea. And I'm Blake, dive master, free diver, artist, and conservationist. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect women from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature.
1: Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in.
0: for this week's happy ocean news uh, we have got some amazing
1: news coming from california do you remember those insane fires that were happening in like
0: 2018 like all the time all the yes. time but yeah i do remember those.
1: <laughs> so there was a study done and they found that the california red-legged frogs um, they made a huge breeding comeback so following the Woolsey fire a 2018 wildfire that decimated areas in los angeles and ventura counties Scientists unexpectedly found that threatened red-legged frogs made a breeding comeback at two separate sites in the Santa Monica Mountains Recreation Area. Uh, Katie Delaney, who was an ecologist at the park, called this discovery a welcome surprise.
0: Oh I love that. So the frogs are bad That's something I always worry about because growing up in Colorado we had so many fires just all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean worry about the little babies,
1: especially and- the small ones they just they can't get they can't yeah, get away yeah. you know so it's just more difficult for them. I mean, how does a frog? Outrun a wildfire. They can't. They can't. Which is so sad. So that's really mm.
0: cool that they're bouncing back so quick too.
1: Yeah, within just what two years or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh wait, it's twenty twenty one. Three oh, years. <laughs> twenty twenty doesn't
0: <Yeah>. count. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Speaking of one of the amazing people who I met in my twenty twenty one journey, we have Annabelle joining us today. Annabelle Hello. is a scuba <laughs> instructor. She's also a wildlife conservationist, and she takes amazing wildlife photos on Instagram. So welcome,
2: Annabelle. Thank you. Hello. I'm happy to be here.
0: We are so excited to have, so you. Happy to have you. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and throw out your handles for people to follow
2: you and just kind of tell awesome. us about your background. Awesome. like well, you introduced me. My name's Annabelle. Um, I currently only have really Instagram and it's underscore mermaid period um wannabe underscore because you know I really do want to be a mermaid you know I always joked about the little mermaid I'm like why does she want to get rid of her fans I'll gladly trade with her oh, like, Sam, we were just talking about that I know I heard that on your last podcast I'm like see I knew we we would get along because we we're vibing there and I'm like you know when she was singing like I want to be where the people are I was like I remixed and I was like I want to be where the fishes are Yeah, like I had a whole song in my head because I love the water. So a little bit about me. Um, I was born in Cuba, so I grew up in the water. Um, my mom would actually take me and my cousin in like a five-ton essentially, like this just big old cargo truck. And that's how we would transport because in Cuba, obviously, poverty and stuff. We didn't have a car, so we would like pack in like sardines, pack food for the day, and just go to the beach Mm. and just be in the beach all day. And like I left when I was seven, but my memories from what I remember is the water and how I just always felt happy there and at peace, you know. Um, And no matter where it was, whether it was like a pool or the ocean, I just, that was my happy place. Um, And so when we came to the United States, we lived in New Jersey for 10 years, but every year we would go to um, a beach called Wildwood. And that was always like my thing that I looked forward to every year. Um, it's like school is out summertime finally get to go to the beach and have fun and so as I got older and I started to you know get out of my like everything's about me because like what teenage girl isn't everything about her right (laughs) and I started to learn more um, and pay attention to my surroundings um, I really started to kind of learn and educate myself more about the ocean and it wasn't really until I got to Hawaii where they love their land I will say like this is such a beautiful place because one. Aesthetically, yes, it's beautiful, but they love and respect their land and really educate people on it. Um, and it kind of is the closest I can get to Cuba right now. It's another island. So mm-hmm. I it's there's a lot of reasons why I'm here. Um also I'm in the army active duty right now, which is how I got to come to Hawaii, which I mean, darn, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And so my goal was when I came here, I was like, I'm gonna go get learn how to surf, I haven't done that, but I'm gonna go get scuba certified. And so I got SCUBA certified um, and I was like, this is awesome. Like I can swim underwater, but still breathe and I don't have to hold my breath and be here as long as I want. Like, well, as long as my tank lasts me, (laughs) this is great. And then I really started meeting people like Blake um, and just all other amazing free divers and scuba divers that are, you know, either ocean conservationists, oceanographers, marine biologists. And we really just all have that conversation of there's so much under there that people don't know about and they mm-hmm. don't see. Um, and so it really kind of grew this interest which is why I do the photos as well. It's not just because I love to take pretty photos. Don't get me wrong. That's great. But I can physically put a name and information to what people don't generally get to see or understand. And so I thought that was my way of also Giving back because not everybody enjoys the water like we do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of my way of hey, you know, you may not want to get in the water, but just here's a little bit of what you should know. Um, and so yeah, I'm excited and you know talking to Blake and how we met and being able to free dive is another just another experience that we kind of get to share together. And now I got to meet you, uh, Chelsea, which is exciting. Yes, and just like all these wonderful, amazing humans. Just because we all have this connection to the ocean.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely brings people together in like a magical way. It does. And to speak of what you said about maybe some people don't like the water, but they still should know things about what the water gives to us. Mm -hmm. It really is true. It affects us. No matter how much you hate the ocean, you're
2: still connected to it. <laughs> right, you couldn't breathe. Right, right. It. yeah. Like so you're welcome so for your so oxygen. We're, <laughs> right, we're made predominantly of water. Which I mean, I was like, we're made a lot. Like our bodies are literally more water than anything else. Like, there's a connection there, and mm-hmm. and without the ocean and everything that comes with it, we humanity is would cease to exist. And I know that's like super doom and gloom, um, but. It's kind of important to really put that out there because sometimes we think, oh, we are done, we've done our part because I didn't buy you know, a straw or use a straw today. And there's a little bit more than just that, which is kind of will be connected to what we get to talk about today. Um, but this is kind of the first step, right? Doing these podcasts too, because I'm sure people do listen and they learn.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
2: all we can do is educate ourselves, educate others, and hopefully they kind of keep passing those little, I like to call them knowledge nuggets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the little knowledge nuggets along. So so that makes, yeah, it's my little, like it's a little knowledge nugget. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to like yeah, to call them
0: that, that now too. too. I know, that's going to be a new, our
2: knowledge nugget of the Yeah, day. our knowledge nugget. There you <laughs> go. Um, and just something even quick like oh did you know that and they're like wow I'll remember that next time and won't do this um, ex- particular thing because you know if we all kind of start getting into that mindset everybody will maybe hopefully one day kind of follow suit little by little mm-hmm. um, but that's all we can do right just kind of try to do our part and hopefully others will kind of res- something will resonate with them mm-hmm. definitely
1: and i feel yeah. like whenever people find one thing that they love it kind of spreads to the rest of the ocean like for me it was marine mammals for you it was mermaids and i know that you have some knowledge to drop on us a couple of knowledge nuggets about Ew. coral and i know that chelsea wrote some amazing <gasps> questions just to get us involved in learning about yes. these beautiful what
2: animals <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> that was first question, my first question. <laughs> i know so they are animals. Um, a lot of people don't. They think that they're plants, um, but they are not because they don't create their own food. They have, they're like little polyps and they kind of have like these little tiny tentacles that kind of um, basically are like arms and they use that to capture their food. So they are animals. Um, wow. I was very surprised too, but they are, called, that they're also considered sessile. If I mess up the word for my listeners and your listeners out there, I apologize. I do have Spanish and sometimes I'll like just,
0: just mix I like things it.
2: up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We tend to think and our listeners are super easygoing. Yep. So. They, are. I they would they're super chill, right? <laughs> um,
2: but that means that they permanently attach themselves to the ocean floor. Um, so oh. they essentially take root like a tree. Okay. Yeah, I know. So that's why I think where the the knowledge or like the confusion may be where people think it's a plant because it roots itself like a tree, but they are living creatures. Um, okay. So yeah,
0: yeah. So they root like a tree. They, they eat, do. They eat with their little tentacles. But I yeah. also was under the impression that they use photosynthesis as well. Is that wrong?
2: No. So it's uh they they contain algae called, so I'm going to jack this up too. I'm sorry. It's zooxanthellae. And I had it broken down like this so I can say it. Cause the first time <laughs> I saw the word, I was like, it's zoo. And they're like, no, it's zooxanthellae. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and they are plant-like organisms. Um, and so they reside within the coral's tissues and they are microscopic algae um, that are protected and they make use of the coral's metabolic waste that, uh, uh, products for photosynthesis. So that's kind of where that photosynthesis comes in. Um, and that, yeah, I know super complex, right? Yeah, so that, that alone, like yeah, blows my knowledge out of the water.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. So can Which, you simplify that a little bit for us? Cause what I'm hearing is the sun helps them poop. Is that correct? I feel like it, that helps different. them with their waste removal or it's kinda. necessary for their waste removal.
2: So, with the well when they're stressed it kind of goes into this too is that when corals are straight stressed by the changes in the conditions mm-hmm. um like such as temperature light and uh, nutrients um they do expel the uh symbiotic algae living in their tissues oh and so that's yeah but that's also what causes them to turn white completely so talking about the bleaching yeah i know I, and i'm like wow this is a lot of crazy going on so a lot of people and let's talk about bleaching because there's confusion with that too people see a coral that's bleached they think the, the coral is dead and it is not it's stressed oh it is yes it is not dead i it is
1: didn't know that i thought it was dead
2: <sighs> this is a hell of an yeah. episode wow knowledge <laughs> nuggets <laughs> already at like 25 oh, <laughs> What is that? knowledge boulders. <laughs> knowledge boulders. So yeah, they're stressed, they're not dead. So some people and I and I think there's a misconception they'll try to, you know, touch them, pick them up, disrupt them. So because they're already stressed, any you're just they're adding more more undue stress on them because some of them depending also on a lot of factors like if the temperature does shift again, if there's more stress that comes from whatever it is that may be happening, whether it's climate or low tides, um, there's different things that can cause the stress. They may not recover um, and then they'll just completely die. Okay. Yeah, so we have to be mindful of that when we see them as give them that space they need to kind of get what they need to recover. And it does take a long time, um, but it is important that we leave them alone because they are not dead.
1: Mm. So they, yeah.
2: it's like a sign for us
1: to, to know that they're in need of help.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the most common, the, the, the most common cause is climate change, um, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's changing the water temperature and it could be anything as little as a two degree change shift um, that can stress out a wow. coral to get stressed and possibly beach. But if you think that that consistently happens that coral has doesn't have the time it needs to really recover um there are other things like low tides pollution um or too much sunlight so there is the thing is too much sunlight just like our plants so i know it goes back to like are they plants or not but just like anything else too much of something is also not good it's just like our bodies like if you go out and spend five hours in the sun and you don't put SPF on, you're going to probably burn pretty badly. And it's kind of the same thing because again, they are living creatures. So too much of that can also be detrimental to their living Mm. um, conditions. So
0: here's something I read in a book once um, that even the amount, like if one person goes swimming and pees in the ocean, the amount of what's in our urine that starts with an N, Nitrogen. oh is that right oh i'm gonna sound Nitrate's so dumb um but be. whatever that chemical is i've heard that w- even you peeing in the ocean can really stress out and harm corals so we've got like so many tourists Are you coming you serious
1: because really? i pee in my oh, and all the time <laughs> in my west, we're so bad I, at i'm that. just putting that out there your girl works eight to ten hour days sometimes yeah. so i have nowhere to go and i pee in it hot yeah
0: so have you heard about that animal? you really
1: haven't mm-hmm. and that's Pea you know that's why we should, yeah sodium potassium
0: oh i am not prepared for this i'm sorry it was something in our urine that is very harmful to them even just in the small amount huh. that one person peeing Ammonia? here can
2: stri- we might have to do a whole like thing whole about episode peeing on people peeing peeing be like hey. in the ocean
0: <laughs> our, everybody's gonna like- have to change their <laughs>
2: <our> lifestyles <laughs> right like no more peeing in your wetsuits no even um talking about like sunscreens and soaps and lotions there's a lot of different chemicals out there that are very detrimental to the corals because they are such complex um beings but because of that it also is doesn't take too much to kind of disrupt them and i know i'm sure you both have watched it but what really woke me up and i bawled was watching chasing coral oh i haven't seen it it's I the most corals. depressing is it? Netflix documentary that I've ever watched about corals. It will literally make you, it gives you brand new like vision, view to corals. Like what mm. you thought you saw underwater completely changes your perspective. Because um, I remember the first time I used to like, oh, ah, la, 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 I'm diving, this is fun. And the, 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 the time after I watched that documentary, it was like, Oh, it was weird. It was almost like I wanted to, I was angry. I think the best, I was angry because I saw what was going on now. And it was really, it was sad because, hmm. um, did you know that over 60%, probably more, um, uh, from my research, it ranged anywhere from 60 to 80% of coral reefs in the coral reefs in the United States are actually found in the Hawaiian islands. Did which I say thought was 60? Pretty. 60, yeah, 60 to 80%. Whoa. I had yeah. no
1: idea. That's yeah.
2: Not much. And that's the range <laughs> I found depending on where, but I use that's so why I'm like over 60% other articles that I've read kind of range from 60 to all the way to 80% are found in the Hawaiian Islands. I assumed but, it yeah. was everywhere. I
0: I guess yeah. you in the, US, and the amount you yeah. don't see here, just as far as free diving goes, mm-hmm. like as far yeah. as that can take you, there's really not that much to see. Yeah.
2: No, Ugh. but there are protected areas. It's like uh, over 400,000 acres, I believe, in the Hawaiian archipelago, I can't say that word, so I say Hawaiian islands, um, that are protected. Um, and a lot of more reefs are found in that area as well. Uh, but yeah, they're all found here. And you gotta think the amount of tourism that we get in just a year alone, um, and the amount of people that go in the water, with all of these things and maybe they don't have the knowledge so like I said hopefully this kind of spreads but it's full circle really um we affect one thing and it's a trickle effect because corals aren't just pretty little beings right they do a lot for for us um I was doing so much research I was going on like the rabbit hole <laughs> and they also have they excuse me I had a bug flying on me <laughs> they're a source of uh gosh this word I'm gonna mess up it's Eulothi- Eulothorobin, and it's an anti-cancer fighting chemical. Oh, yes. And they're also, uh, another one is hydroxyapatite, okay. which is used to graft and generate bone.
0: Whoa. So
2: medically, they have uses as well, which, wow, you know, they're not just pretty little, you know, animals that are just all over the place. They have medicinal Uses, But they're also used for, for, for protection, you know, from large ocean swells they're natural, you know, made protection. So if we start to lose those, can you imagine what would happen? Right? Because we do have those seasons where we have these massive ocean swells, right? So um, they are food and sustenance for other fish. Um, and they're also great for commerce as well. They say that it's estimated anywhere like, um, let's see, I was looking at about 9 billion yeah tourism and recreation for they account for about 9.6 billion um yeah (laughs) yeah that's the estimate per year of the world's coral reef um so it says all the services provided um it translate translates to like a very huge number right but it says by one estimate the total net benefit per year of the world's coral reefs is 29.8 billion Ooh, tourism wow. and recreation accounts for 9.6 billion and then coastal protection about 9.9 billion fisheries 5.7 billion and biodiversity representing the dependence of many different marine species of on the reef structure is about 5.5 billion and this was done back in like 2003 so can you imagine oh wow now right. yeah and so this was a quick little like let's see what the numbers are looking like within like the last 10 15 years and that was then so imagine now right because we're constantly just growing and reproducing more people um so it's insane yeah Um, amount it's like like there's so much that they do for us
1: and in terms of yeah even just let alone take aside the benefits of the actual planet i noticed that governments tend to get a little bit more involved if there's money involved so
2: when money makes that, the world go round. Yeah.
1: And if that's all that you care sun, about, right? you it's still have a reason to want to protect coral, even yeah. if all you care yes. about is money. <laughs>
2: even yeah, no. yes. if all yes. you care about. Because with that, um, about 25% of all marine life, including 4,000 species of fish, are dependent on coral reefs at some wow. point in their life cycle, right? So if we took that away, we're essentially killing off a pretty good amount of fish life, right? And probably fish that you know, is part of the economy because there are countries that do rely heavily on, you know, fishing. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, it, it is, like I said, it's a huge circle that just doesn't stop. And yeah, in the root of it, in the middle of it, there's always money. But like you said, even if all you care about is money, you know, it, it it's almost like, you're you're not it's not a lose-lose in this situation if you just take the time to one educate yourself and two kind of just try to do a little bit of something to continue to better Mm. uh in, in the ocean even if it's just clean up or use a different product that may not have the chemicals that are detrimental to that to their existence
0: So what else can you speak to as far as conserving corals specifically, and are there any companies that you want to shout out to that are really doing good work for these guys?
2: Yeah, so um, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's one. The quickest way is to don't touch them, right? Don't step on them. <laughs> don't, <laughs> uh, pee on them. <laughs> run, don't pee on my my them. <laughs> I remember the first time I went snorkeling to Hanawa Bay and spent the nine minutes watching this video, which by the way is translated into almost every single language so that everyone can understand. We get down there and immediately people started stomping on them, touching them, and we're over there like, hey, please don't step on them. And interestingly enough, um, after when COVID really was the thing and it shut down, and nobody could go they said that a lot of this started to repair itself mm-hmm. and so you start to see the common denominator in a lot of this right it's us people yeah. um we we tend to do more harm than good sometimes um and i can't say it's it's being blind to it because you literally spend nine minutes watching and listening to this video yeah <laughs> um, and so but yeah, for sure, one thing is just like avoid touching them. Be mindful of where your hands and feet are going, right? Like and fins, um, because I see it all the time. And even when I'm teaching, I tell my students, just be aware of where you're finning mm-hmm. or, you know, smacking your hands around, even though you probably don't need to be using your hands. I know it's a new experience, <laughs> so I'll allow it, but just be mindful because you don't know. And they are very sensitive, Um it doesn't take a lot to, to break them and, you know, be mindful even where you're tying your floats. Cause I see a lot of people that, you know, do shore diving and they may tie a float around a reef. Maybe that's not the place to tie it. Um, kind of just doing those little things. Now company wise, sunscreen wise, there's two companies for sure. One um, is uh, stream to see. Oh uh, yes. So th- it can be controversial. Some people for, cause I have read that they have tested it um on some kinds of algae and whatnot but they they made sure that this product is truly reef safe right okay. because reef safe is not like government sanction it's not right, like right. this thing that we're saying it's yes or no right um and so they made sure that when they produced this product that they really did do Their research, um, right. and they just didn't put a sticker on it and say, Yeah, it's gluten free, abuse free, whatever free, but not really, right? Because how many companies don't we know like that?
1: Doesn't I? I'm not sure if this is correct, so feel free to correct me if you know. But I heard yeah. that Reef Safe only means that there's two specific chemicals not in it, but there's hundreds of chemicals that can affect. Yes, trees. I've heard that. Yeah, too. there
2: are. The great thing about, um, and I'm trying to find it because I saved it stream to see created this um you could buy it and like uh, it's free you don't even have to buy it they they will send you this little like you know how they have like the, the little plastic card mm-hmm. that has the most common fish in Hawaii so you have like a little cheat sheet yeah. they did that for chemicals that oh. are yeah yeah toxic chemicals can you, you send can me the, the link to that and I'll put it in yes. our I'll put it in our show notes yeah. so that our listeners yeah. can find that from you Annabelle I Absolutely. I thought that was a really great idea. But yeah. you can also actually just save it on your phone as a, a PDF and just kind of pull it up, look at it, and you can kind of compare it when you're buying chemicals. Because again, it's not just, excuse me, it's not just like um, sunscreen, right? It's other right. things too. Um, that one for sure, I have it. Now, I will say for my people that don't like to be, uh, was it white cast? She thick guys. She thick, (laughs) very white. You will look like Casper, the friendly ghost, but you know, it works. Um, and you're talking about one, it's helping you because you want to protect yourself from the sun, but it's also helping to ensure that what's going into the water. Isn't, you know, hurting the reefs more. Mm -hmm. So I definitely do recommend that company. Now there's, um, It's called Cooley Anna Coral Restoration. It's in here, local in Hawaii, and they're still kind of working in Oahu and they're still kind of working to build up their team. Um, But a big thing now is, it's almost like amazing to see, it's a call to action. Um, A lot of companies and places, Florida was big on it, is they're creating coral, coral reef nurseries. And so they'll grow these coral reefs in these nurseries. And then eventually they will implant them back, which I thought was amazing. Cause I people are like, that. you That's can do fantastic. that
1: little coral like, babies. Yeah, I have a
2: friend yeah. who, um,
1: she is going to university of Hawaii right now. And she's doing coral research. And her job is to like, check how much these baby corals grow. And she like takes care of the baby corals. Oh and I was God. like, you're literally a coral nanny. Like you're helping yeah. a
0: baby. How cute is that? is that? You <laughs> always think I want to be like a panda nanny
2: but also coral nanny
0: nanny would be amazing, Mm -hmm. right? Watching
2: it grow and just like know that you helped it kind of just become what it needed to, to put it back into the ocean. It's like, girl, my little coral grow. And then you put them back and, and it's nice though that it can't be done. Right. So there, it's not like it's like I said, doom and gloom all the way. There are great um, things that have come from this. Mm. So I definitely recommend uh, looking more into stream to see, uh, I hear, I've read a lot about SunBum. I don't think they're as test, they, I don't can't say that they've tested and proven, but they're really great company too. I've looked into it and they definitely took out a lot more of those. It's not just the top two from researching it that I've seen. It's not just the top two chemicals that they say, oh, remove these and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've definitely gone to try and be more uh, eco-friendly as well. And I think a sun bomb is very known on, with surfers too. Yeah. That's um, a popular one. Yeah. It is a popular one, but I think that's why they ensured that, um, what they're doing and how they're packaging and kind of creating these products is going to be something that isn't going to harm because a lot of people do use it. Those are the two, There are other smaller companies, um, that are out there as well, but those are the two. And like I said, Stream to See is great, um, and it it definitely does its job. Um, so I'll definitely send the link for that little card Perfect. because like it was not two chemicals. The the card was like a lot. I think it was two sides from oh what gosh. I remember. That's I such like, a oh cool thing. God. Yeah, I would really yeah. love to have that on my phone. Same. Mm-hmm. Right, and I saved it to my phone. But right now, since I'm stream, um, we're chatting on the phone. I don't want to lose y'all um yeah i thought that was pretty neat and i was like oh i want to order one but it'll take forever to get here and then they're like oh or you can just save it as a pdf on my Yep, out of everything <laughs> <laughs> love it okay uh, I you know just like you yeah go ahead oh no go ahead i was just said just like we check our labels to what we consume to ensure that you know especially if you have a food sensitive video or whatever else we can kind of do the same thing before we just purchase um, you know, products that we know are going to use, especially if we're going to be in the water. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of really great. It takes no time. Right. Cause we already do it for our food labels.
0: Right. Absolutely. That's a huge, huge resource. And we will definitely put it in the show notes and probably blast yeah. it on our socials. Cause that's a, a very important thing to have. Yeah. Um, I have one last question about corals, unless Blake has yes. anything, or yeah, if you have anything yeah. else you want to add, um, I heard, that I don't know if it's specific kinds, but if you are touching corals and they end uh-huh. up breaking your skin, they can continue to grow inside of you and cause you to um, get a staph infection. Is that is that true? Or is that like actually, an old Hawaii tale? I'm not,
2: I would have to actually read you stomping at that one because I actually didn't hear about that one, Okay, um, but it doesn't mean it's not true, right? Uh, maybe there are some type of coral like that. I'm going to have to research that. Okay, um Yeah. Just I another reason know. to not touch them. I, I know. No, I've I've heard
1: I did have a friend who got cut by one and I don't know if it's necessarily the coral itself that grows and causes the infection or the algae and stuff that's on it.
0: Right now that we know that there's algae on it. Yeah. There's
1: like almost <laughs> like a symbiotic be. relationship of all these animals. Yeah. And that yeah. can cause really bad issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I have a fun one for you because I know you mentioned in your notes and it was talking about um the full moon so oh, the reproduction yes. yes. tell us yes oh I'm, I'm so excited, excited for this, this. i it was so neat um they say that they have like this uh ability to to sense full moons but there's this huge phenomenon I, it's just what i call it <laughs> um uh in australia for sure because i've read about it in australia that is um can I say like inappropriate stuff? Is this like a good? Oh yeah, or? we put it on explicit oh, always. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a mass orgy. It's a mass. It's a coral G, is what I call it.
0: <laughs> it's a coral G. <laughs> how is that adorable? So crazy, and it's only around full moons, right? Yes. And yes. As all and other so- times they're asexual. Is that correct? But then that's the full how moon comes and like party.
1: Yeah, party. So what so happened? Literally, corals have
2: full moon parties yeah yeah but maybe that's where we got it from it's a sexy party you know it's a sexy party it's a sexy party oh my gosh so what they they do is it's like i know it's like these little polyps and they're either going to be full like with eggs or sperm basically and they like they send it up into the and then it's like find the mates, kind of. It's the best way I can explain it. So in the water you know, column,
1: the eggs and the sperm just combine. Yeah, it's, they like all the, like, place. Little,
2: like, it's literally a sexy party. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with this. <laughs> that is so cool. So cool. I read about them like, no, it can't be. It can't be. It's. It totally is the It hap- It's happening. It happens. But that's how they continue to, you know. Be able, like that's how they can continue to grow. And I mean, they've been like I've estimated twenty five million years is what they're saying corals have been around, like just just continuing and continuing um, to to live. And I was like, wait, that's a really long time. I don't. Know. But, <laughs> what is right? really but, but they're having full moon orgies. Of, yeah, like, that's like, why they're still yeah, doing this.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> you gotta have your fun, right? <laughs> yeah. So this relationship between that they've had with how they've just been around and i'm always like the secrets the things they know can you tell us (laughs) um but i thought that was really neat and so i was talking to nick my other half and i was like it's a coral g and he's just like you're ridiculous i'm like you love me (laughs) um because i thought it was hilarious i'm pretty sure i have it written somewhere like that i'm like coral g haha because it was interesting (laughs) you know yeah yeah. But that's how they kind of release it out and it finds its mate and they continue to produce. Huh. I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. It. That's oh funny. Gosh. Coral. Cor- I mean, who would have thunk that something that you look like, oh, it just looks like a plant had so much going on, right?
0: It's got its its own duality too. Like it's it a
2: plant, it's an animal, it's asexual, it has orgies, <laughs> like was- whatever you want. This plant <laughs> kind of for you. It's <laughs> like, you know, saying. it's like this perfect example of like, I, I do what I want, you know? Right. Yeah. This is who I am every step of the way and I'm not changing. <laughs> I love that. I just I love, love the beauty
1: of the fact that there's so many things in the ocean that we cannot put into a box. We're like, right. oh, this is a turtle. It's clearly a turtle. And then Coral, we're like, what the fuck? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No. I, 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 have have you <laughs> I have to label you as something. <laughs> it's almost like mushrooms. They're like the mushrooms of the sea. Oh, they yeah. yeah. They,
2: they are, that's it. the point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've learned so many fun things from starting Yay. this podcast. I feel like
2: yeah. we
1: just like have the coolest women come on and teach us these incredible things. Did you know this? I saw maybe it was on your Instagram. Did you share the thing about frogfish where they're bad swimmers? So they essentially fart from their armpits to move.
2: Uh, it might, might have not been-,
1: been me, but I did. Okay. Kind of have a
2: frogfish photo, but whoever shared it, that's pretty fun. It that's might've been
1: funny. Hillary. Cause I remember it was, exactly. we've only had you two um, as oh, yeah. interviewees so far. And I remember with um, somebody yeah, who we were going to interview oh, that's and I was like, they fart with their oh armpits my to shoot for. How we <laughs> is that? They're like, okay, you ready? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to find that and we're going to post it on our Instagram yes, as well. That's, that's great. So funny. That um, I've had people like- already, Say that we've taught them stuff. I love that. And I've learned so so much too. I know. So before we started this podcast, we listened to a podcast about making podcasts. (laughs) And one of the things they said was, be prepared to become an expert in all the things. Right. And it really, like obviously, we're by in no means experts. We bring on the experts, but that
2: creates the expertise for us to understand. But you know what it does too? It creates the curiosity. Right? exactly which yeah, it is does. what's beautiful about this podcast and why I was like yeah I love it because you know you're never too old or too young to have that curiosity learn to learn mm-hmm. um and I think that's beautiful and you are all you're sharing that and I I love it it makes me so happy thank mm-hmm. you for um, saying that of course I, I'm that. like oh it's time for listening time you guys <laughs> And, and Annabelle like was I'm like, oh, so
0: <laughs> you were like one of our
1: first ever supporters. Too. Yes. Like when we came up with it, you're like, yes, Queens. And I was like, huh, we got at least one, at least one person is uh, Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then I was like, "Follow, you must follow. And my friend, my, one of my students is like, was that your podcast? I'm like, no, but you still need to follow. Right. follow. You're like, I'm
1: on it though. So technically, Annabelle <laughs> yeah. saved the mermaids podcast. So if you're a mermaid and our episode that is dropping tomorrow wow. is all about how legit everyone is because yes. of the mammalian dive reflex. You need to save the ocean to therefore save yourself. Yep. Yeah. You know? I love oh,
2: nice that. Together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, before we get off the topic with corals, because I know that was another one of your questions and I thought that was really neat was because we talked about photosynthesis and it's like, are corals the only ones that are like that? Apparently in 2010, there was a, they found a sea slug that is half plant, half animal. Yes. It's a grease, green sea slug. And it appears to be part animal, part plant, and it's the first critter discovered to produce a, the plant pigment chlorophyll. Ah, can yes. I just, for those of you who are watch, are listening to us and not watching us on YouTube,
1: our reactions are just jaws dropped. As, right. <laughs> what is it? Say? Do you know its name? Can you say it
2: again? Uh, let's see. Um, other than they're called sneaky slugs, <laughs> I love the name. Uh, uh, let's see, they're officially called Elysia chlorotica. Um, and this gentleman has been studying them for like 20 years here in South, like in South Florida. Wow. Um, but they say the sea slugs live in salt marshes near, um, in New England and Canada. Um, that is so cool. So he'd been studying slugs. I think that's, that's what it was, but I thought that was, I was like, that's amazing. And there's apparently a few other. Um, animals that have like photos that do kind of have photosynthesis. Like, I think I read something about a salamander and I was like, wait, what? No way. That's so cool. So, who would have thunk, right? Hell? You're thinking, no, there's no way. But yeah.
0: That's but a way. So but we, we need there. to
2: call this guy. We need to call this guy. <laughs> like, I want to We know need about to. Yeah. Like, can we see the slug? It's a cute little slug, too. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're cute and green. Can you, you post me see it on your today? Instagram so yeah. we can share it? let me
1: see oh, yeah, i can show you oh, here he's a little guy he looks is he a nudie brock or no he looks yeah.
2: like it right looks like yeah. he's a that yeah. rank um and so i was like oh are you a new brown?" because if you are he looks like a little green sheep oh yeah we're
0: we should post that on the show notes too yeah because yeah like by the time this drops some all these things all gonna these stories them. are going to be buried
2: yeah <laughs> we're going to find they a season expert a crazy yeah. of things people discover and this was something that was found in you know 2010 what 11 years ago. Right. And I'm like, oh, why didn't oh I know gosh. about this? I right? love that.
0: Love that. How exciting. Yeah. Plant animals. Plan animals. Plan animals. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: many new words. Planimals. We we got it all. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Well,
1: thank you so much. Can you please tell us your Instagram handle one more
2: time? Because it is complicated. And I'm gonna put it in it the is. show notes, but just if people are listening. Absolutely. It's underscore mermaid period. Wannabe underscore. Okay, mostly because just mermaid wannabe was not available. (laughs) They
0: never are.
2: I know. (laughs) I know. know, It's like,
1: and then it's always someone who has like two followers, and they never used Instagram ever again. Like that's exactly
2: what it is. It was like no pictures, zero people. It's like just let me have the name, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I that's always what I wanted to be, so it's okay. And I love that that on your last podcast how you said that. You know, anybody's a mermaid. It's not just, you know, because you have a tail or not. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's so true. I love Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Love
1: that. It's true. It's just if you care, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much it.
2: Mermaid or mermaid. you know all the all mer mer folks mer
1: peoples yeah
2: we do well thank
1: you so much for joining us today annabelle uh for those of you who are tuning in pay attention to our upcoming episodes because annabelle is actually going to be recording with us again to teach us all about seashells and i heard it might break our hearts a little bit but we are going to be educated and learn all the beautiful things and how we can really protect this planet and take care of it and
2: love on it right i'm so nervous yeah (laughs) Hear <laughs> me, me both. I was like sweating a little bit. I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this one. Break some hearts. Get ready, people. It'll be good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Sign up for our monthly newsletter full of exclusive content at www.mermaidconservation.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook community page, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community.
1: This is where we will post our monthly meetups, have book club both online and in person, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean
0: lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids!